Oren B. Andy G. How's it been, mate? Good? Yeah, pretty good, dude. Another two weeks has flown by since the last time we caught up. Gee, I know. Jeez, where does time go, eh? I know. It's flown, eh? Had my first uh, disc golf tournament in seven years on uh, Sunday, so that was quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, Aaron said something about you're going to do another one of those. Yeah, first time in ages, because living up in the Coromandel Peninsula, there's no courses up there, disc golf courses, and um, yeah. because of the nature of the job I had on the radio up there, I didn't have many free weekends, so I never got to do it. But uh, yeah, yeah. now I do, yes. Yeah, How'd so. you get on? Uh, well, still waiting to find out. I think roughly mid-20s out of about 50 people that took part because what happened was is they, they stuffed up my score and they added, because when I looked at the scores yesterday when they posted them on Facebook, they'd added four shots to my score. And oh. four shots is quite a difference. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll still get to find out. But by my working out, it was like mid-20s. So that's all right. Not bad. It was a um, a single. It was called The One Disc Wazza. So basically it was at Warren Park in Wigram, not far from where I am. Yeah. And everyone who played had to play with one disc for the whole two rounds. Oh, yeah. So you couldn't use your whole bag, you know, you had to use one disc. I mean, you just sort of think of it like ball golf. Yeah. You imagine trying to drive with a putter. It's not really... <laughs> Not very easy, yeah, yeah. you know. So is that is that, is that type of thing? Uh, it's probably the best way to compare it. It was good fun, good fun. Yeah, how, how, so how did they stuff up your score? Well, they've just added four strokes to my score. Was it different to yours? What like what you yeah. kept? Yeah. Well, I shot a fifty-five in my second round, and they've put yeah. me down for a fifty-nine. And yeah. it's not a major. I mean, it's not like a life-changing tournament or anything like that. But <laughs> I just thought get the yeah. score right because those four strokes actually make a huge difference in my placing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, could yeah. could uh, could mean the difference between getting a trophy or just a six-pack of beer. Yeah, at the end of it. One fu- <laughs> one fucking job, eh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, how have you been? Busy? Yep, busy as per usual. Yeah. Still tired, yeah. <laughs> trying to keep up with everything. That's all right. We're getting there. We're getting there. Well, you're still pulling like six hour, six day weeks, are you? Or? Oh, I have have been. I didn't work this weekend. Just gone. Yeah. Nah, took the kids out motorbike riding. That was good fun. Oh yeah. What taking down Our the old track? Uh no. I've got a mate who's got a farm out here, and I go riding on that farm, and we go up to the forest at the back of it, but. Took the kids out there and had them riding around in the flat paddock at the front. He said, you can just go and use it whenever you want. So mm. we had them in there. And, um, yeah, Chloe's away on her little bike now. She's She's got the knack of it and she's yeah. full throttle everywhere. It's, I had to try and keep up with her on the other little bike the other day. <laughs> Serious. Because <laughs> have, yeah. have your two kids always been into it, though? Uh, Chloe has, yeah. Blake, not so much. He um, He's a bit sheepish about it. He likes his mountain bike better. He's out on his mountain bike more, but. Each to their own. They've got to have their own thing, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Well, at least, um, yeah. I mean, at least you took them to a farm and they had a bit of space and they could just go mad. Yeah, that's right. It's good to be able to get them out. And their bikes have been sitting in the shed for half a winter, so yeah. better get them out. Have you managed to get any fishing in? Nah. Not really. I went out once, oh, probably well over a month ago now. True. But, um, yeah, nah. Haven't had a chance. I'll have to um, I'll have to siphon the fuel out of the boat and put fresh stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, the old fuel's not going to work well, is it? I have to organise a organise a weekend for me to come up at some point later in the year. Then yeah, mate, do a fishing Definitely. weekend. Yep. yep. Try and do an extended. If you're going to do that, we'll do an extended weekend. Yeah, we'd have to, right? Take a couple extra days. Yeah, absolutely. You'd have to make it a, like a three or four day weekend. Yep, fish. Go to the Tapu pub for chips and beer. <laughs> yeah, to the pub. Yeah. Yep, that <laughs> was right. good. That yeah, it was good. That, well, I mean, that was that's our tradition, isn't it? No matter where we go fishing, we always have a specific pub on whatever side of the peninsula we went fishing on. Yep, and we'd always stop there for uh, chips and beer on the way back. That was always that was always a good thing. I enjoyed that. Yep, that was good. <laughs> All right, let's get into the podcast. Two, three, four, five. Down the tools, up the mic. A tree guy, a radio guy, two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails, and one nails hits. We'll review good beers. And just shoot the sh- We're R&B and Andy G. And this is Trady 
Episode 26. 26. 26, mate. One every two weeks. Um, just trying to think, actually. We'd be almost a year old. I haven't thought I about know. that. Yeah, it'd be pretty close. It's coming up. Yeah, well, it was September last year we started, wasn't it? Yeah, it won't be far away. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Okay. We'll, have, we'll have to do a little party pop up. So celebration. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in a couple of episodes ago, actually, we gave people the chance to win a $20 voucher to spend with uh, Q Records and Collectibles, a good friend of mine who owns a record store. Well, he calls it a retro store in Rotorua. He sells, yeah, yeah. Yeah. sells some pretty cool stuff. He does sell some pretty cool stuff. Uh, well, we had a winner of that. Uh, congratulations to Carl Mills from Invercargill, who's a vinyl-crazed maniac. Uh, <laughs> absolutely cool. loves his vinyl. So, yeah, it was, it was really the perfect winner, to be honest. Yep, yep. That's, that's awesome. Twenty bucks. He'll enjoy to, it. Yeah, twenty bucks to spend online. I mean, that's a, a little bit of a discount on uh, one of your favourite titles, anyway. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. It's making a comeback, eh? The old, old retro vinyl. Well, it has, eh? The, the, the cycle, yeah. the cycle has started again. Yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, you don't want that cool, crisp sound anymore from a, like a digital music or a CD. You want you want a bit of crackling in there, eh? Like yeah. the old school stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> I've got a couple of vinyls actually in the garage, but I don't have the means to play them. I used to oh, yeah. I used to have a, a record player, but I when I moved away from Invercargill many years ago, I gave it to my old flatmate. Um, I remember it was quite yeah. bulky, and I didn't have the space to move it, so he gained it, and um, I've never been able to play my records since. But that could you can change. buy them now, eh? Yeah, you get you get some pretty cool little like almost like a little jukebox ones. You mm. just chuck your chuck your records in and play them. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I mean, that could that could be the next big midlife crisis purchase. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mate, question: What do you think of door to door salespeople? Do you do you enjoy it when they knock on your door trying to sell you things? Well, I don't know. I haven't really been hassled by them in the last few years. Mm. But I've always thought if you're a door to door salesman selling doors, you'd knock on the door and just be like, "Well, that was a waste of time, wasn't it?" <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I know everyone's got to have a job, right? And some people are good at that. But I had a knock on the door the other week. And we live in a time now where it's like, who's knocking at my door? I'm not expecting anyone. You know, and you're like, should I answer it? Um, but anyway, I, I I was at home and my wife, um, I just got home from work and my wife was out with my kids at soccer training. Anyway, a little knock at the door and went and had a look and it was a little girl. She must have been all of six years old and uh, she had um, the same school uniform on that my kids uh, wear yeah. to school. So she's at, at my kids' school. I don't know who this girl is, but she has been going door to door selling fudge and yeah. it was fudge that she had made herself. You, I could see her mum across the road. Her mum was over the other side of the road, obviously just keeping eyes on things. Anyway, so she's like, oh, I've got some fudge here. I'm selling it for a dollar. And I thought, why not? I mean, cute kid. She's probably looking for a bit of pocket money. Anyway, yeah. so I, I, I popped out to my car because I had some change in the ashtray in there. And I, I, as I was walking to my car, I said to her, so are you fundraising for anything in particular? And she said, well, yeah, my mum said I can adopt a kitten from the SPCA, so I'm saving up so I can get a kitten. Yeah. And I thought, how cute's that? So I said to her, okay, here's $5, but I'll just take one piece of fudge. So I gave her five bucks for a piece of fudge. And I tell you what, it made my day because the look on her face, she just she just lit up, dude. And I was just like... yeah. She's going to get that kitten now, man, and I'm yep. pretty stoked on that. But the look on her face after I gave her five bucks for <laughs> one piece, she was like, oh, my God. It yeah. was quite gratifying. Yeah, all her Christmases had come at once. Yeah. So door-to-door sales folk, not always a favourite, but when it's a cute six-year-old girl looking to fundraise by selling fudge to buy herself a kitten, yeah, I'm into yep. that. I'm always into people showing up at the door with candy. <laughs> yeah. Hey. You know, if you got a chocolate bar, I'll buy a chocolate bar off you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you get that a lot with uh, kids and fundraising through schools, eh? Selling the big boxes of chocolate. I mean, your kids have done it a few times, eh? Yep. Yeah, they've scoured the neighbourhood for money plenty yeah. of times, fundraising for things at school. and Or if not, you end yeah. up eating all the chocolate and it ends up costing you 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I think every time they've brought it home, I've had to donate like 10 bucks out of my wallet to them because I've gone, oh, those look really yummy, those chocolate yeah. bars. <laughs> That's how they get you, mate. That's how they get you. 
My wife, Dana, trusted me to cut her hair recently. Because <laughs> uh, she likes to sort of hack it because she doesn't trust hairdressers. And Because yeah. th- to be fair, you know, you, she pays top dollar for a decent haircut, right? As a lot of yeah. people. Like, me, I don't. She does my hair and, for me. But before that, it cost me like 5 to $10 for a haircut. Yeah, yeah. And women's haircuts are so ridiculously expensive. They are. Yeah, you, we can go down there and the barber gets out his clippers or his scissors and yeah, might, might be 20 bucks at the most. Yeah. They go down there and they snip like a half inch off the bottom of their hair and <laughs> puff it up a little bit and it's like 70 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's What's that, up with that? That's roughly the price that she has paid for a, a thing exactly like that, getting a little bit trimmed off. And the thing is, my wife always comes home afterwards and ends up hacking it herself because she's not impressed with what the hairdresser's done. So anyway, she was hacking her hair recently and she's like, look, I can't quite get this how I want it. I think you might have a better view. If I give you the scissors and tell you what to do, can you, can you do it? Don't and, fuck it up. I know. And I, <laughs> I took one, because I, I like her hair the way it is, right? I've always maintained the same with my girls too. I was like, I don't like it when they, it's up to them because they're of age now. If they want to cut their hair, they can, but I don't like it because I just, I just, I just like their hair the way it is. That's just me. But um, I took one look at Dana's hair and I was just like, I'm out. I'm sorry. There's absolutely no fucking way I'm going to be doing this because if I fuck this up, <laughs> you're going to make me pay for it. Anyway, she was just like, just do it, man. You know, this is what I want done. It's simple as it's just this little bit here. Just give it a cut anyway. So I was like, okay. <laughs> reluctantly took the scissors and started cutting her hair. And um, I did a bloody good she job. She ended up bald. <laughs> <laughs> I did a bloody good job, actually. And um, You've been a hairdresser. Yeah, it's only taken 14 years to gain her trust. It's, it's baby steps, man. Baby steps. Yep. Imagine in another. My missus wouldn't let me anywhere near hers. <laughs> well, this is why I'm surprised my wife let me near hers. Um, but anyway, I might have a wonky eye, you know, like and you start cutting and you cut a little bit off this side and you go, oh no, oh it's not even the other side. Yeah. So I'll cut a bit off that. So, oh, that's not even now. So it'll just get shorter and shorter and shorter. <laughs> well, this is the thing because uh, my wife said to me, "Look, I want this kind of." semicircle taper on the back of my hair so that the out you know when her hair's flat down her back it's sort of it's longer on the outside and it sort of semicircles up to the center and you go you want a what now yeah <laughs> but you was, want to do what yeah just trying to think what the word taper i think was the word anyway once i'd done my trimming and then she straightened her hair down her back again so she could see exactly how it looked it tapered the other way <laughs> it was <laughs> It was shorter on the outside and longer as it met the middle, and it's like that's the opposite to what she wanted. But for some reason, it's gone you wrong. Liked it. But uh, anyway, she did like it, and um, I left the bathroom quickly before she changed her mind. <laughs> yeah, and I cleaned the bathrooms on the weekend, and the bloody sink was jammed full of fucking hair. I had to yeah. actually unscrew the plug off the sink. It's one of those plugs that you push down and it locks in. And yep. I had to unscrew it off and get the plunger. <laughs> Just full of hair. I was like, holy crap. Just a bit spewing. Yeah. It's the joys of having daughters. Like, i got a daughter. My daughter's got long hair. Yeah. My wife's got long hair. And I tell you what, the shower just gets, like, mank. Mm. Hey. Yeah. And, like, after a few showers in there, you just look down and you go, oh, God. They never take it out, though. Have you noticed that? <laughs> they get it's their hair and they never clean it. I'm always down there, like pulling out. It's like it's stuck around the little plug thing, and you're like trying to break it to get it out. And it's like this big rope. <laughs> Actually, what what my wife does in the shower occasionally is like you see, you know, she's been in there because there is hair, but it's just been sort of twirled into a circle on the on the side of the shower. <laughs> you know how when hair's wet, it's quite easy to shape when it's stuck to the perspex wall, if you like. Yeah, she, she's obviously Ugh. gone like in a circle with her finger and just twirled it up and left it there, just for you. And quite, like, oh, I'm leaving yeah. that for Andy. And quite, <laughs> quite frequently, it'll there'll just be a little twirl of hair there, and I'm like, fuck, she's molting again. <laughs> but this is it, though. You and I, 
cannot be blamed for the hair and the bloody sinkholes, can we? Because no. our hair is just simply not the same colour and not the same length. So who is it? It's the I girls. used to get blamed for it. Like if I was, you know, the main sink in the bathroom would get clogged up and have to get the plunger out and it's you shaving in there, it's you shaving. <laughs> and then I stopped shaving and I have a shave in the shower. You know, while I'm in the shower, just have a quick shave. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, that sink still gets blocked. And now I can say, ha, ah, it's not me. <laughs> it's been you all along. Yeah, there's a great ad on TV at the moment for those handy paper towels. And oh, yeah, that, ad, that ad makes me go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the husband who's used one of these handy paper towels to get all the hair out of the sink. And, he's, and it's basically uh, targeting fathers with daughters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I was, I was like, Dana, you watching this? He's like, yeah, whatever. Let me to show you a funny piece of paper. Look. Can you, can you see what that is? Oh, yeah. You know what that is? Is that the infringement that you got done for the other week? No, no, that's another one. Are you serious? You're terrible, man. Oh, my what God, happened? I've had a bad run. What happens? That one, I got. I was taking my trailer and I had a big heap of jobs on it to take to a customer, and I was fanging along in the flow of traffic, not thinking anything of it. Next thing you know, this cop spins around going the other way and chases after me real fast, pulls me over, says, oh, you were speeding. And I said, no, I was just going with the flow of traffic, mate. I said, I wasn't speeding. And he's like, you were doing 97 with a trailer on. Oh. And he was like, Adam and Dave just wanted to give me that fine and get out of there. Oh, yeah. So I got another another $30 fine. Oh, fine. Oh. What, no points on the license though? Or? Yeah, it's 10 demerit points, but you got to get 100, I think, before they start taking any notice. And you're up to so, what, 20? 20. <sighs> In like a month. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I've just been, must have been having a big blitz around here, eh? Was it the same cop? Nah, different one. Uh, where was it? Where did you say it was? Uh, I was out on the Harrakee Plains, that one. Oh, right. Yeah, taking some stuff out to a customer. On the way back from the customer, he had, he pulled over a car on the other side of the road going the other way. So uh, did he you must do, have been just patrolling that piece of road. Yeah, did you do 90 past him? I did. I was very good. I was behaving myself on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You thought about quitting no. driving? <laughs> yeah, I think I'd just stay home. <laughs> yeah. Technology these days, you know how kids just love their cell phones or parents' cell phones, computers, screens in general? My little, Hell yes. My little nephew has just started crawling. And this is my sister-in-law's son who uh, I work for on the farm. Anyway, um, he's just started crawling and we were having a bit of a gathering on a Friday afternoon after a busy week just in the pack shed that I manage. And she brought the bub down and um, we put out these massive pieces of cardboard and he just started crawling around this cardboard. Um, When they first put him down, though, he didn't move very far. So the funniest thing is um, his dad, uh, Logan, Put his, got his cell phone out and put the cell phone on the ground trying to encourage <laughs> the baby to yeah. crawl, crawl over to the cell phone to show everyone how he can crawl. And he did not move. The cell phone didn't attract him. And then my sister-in-law had a look around. Oh, and she grabbed a carrot and she put the carrot on the other side of the cardboard and the bub got up and crawled over to the carrot. <laughs> and That's because it's food. Yeah, but it was also the complete opposite to what you'd expect, right, as the kid ignored yeah. the cell phone. But, oh, no, that carrot looks very attractive. <laughs> yeah, the so, things they'll do, eh? Oh, I know, mate. Complete opposite. Technology didn't win in that case. That would win with my kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so if you put a carrot down in front of your kids on a cell phone, where, where would they go? They'd go to the cell phone. They wouldn't even know there was a carrot there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you something. Did you um, did you end up going to that big fire? Oh, the one in Christchurch? Yeah, in your way, there's a massive one. I was on the yeah. on the news. There was the, the big scrap heap fire. And I know the scrap heap it is because I've driven past it many times but didn't end up going to it. What we ended up doing, though, was myself and four others, we crewed a truck and went and actually sat on the Wigram fire station. So oh. we manned, it was called it was called a cover move. That's the official word for it. We did a cover move and we um, went and sat on the Wigram fire station and sat in their lounge full of lazy boys and just watched TV for a bit and <laughs> had, had a feed. Sweet. Yeah, had a feed in the kitchen because this was about, must have been about 7pm I think, not long after the call had come in for that big fire. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, it was great. And it, it almost felt like being a career firefighter because about 8.30 odd that night, all the, um, uh, all the lights started flashing in the station and there were red lights flickering and then you heard the tones go dee doo dee and it was like, oh, call out. So we got a call out uh, yeah. to the city. We went to the Christchurch Women's Hospital because there was a, um, uh, an alarm had gone off there. And that was, that was cool. It was almost like being a career firefighter, being tipped out professionally, yeah. which was quite cool. That was the only call of the night, but the, the, the coolest part was about it was because where we are... Uh, there's no traffic lights. It's much like you guys up there in Thames. Yeah, yeah. But there's no traffic lights in our town. Anyway, we had to go through several sets of red traffic lights to get to this call out. It's just like, yeah, we just blown another red light. Yes. Who's going to take the fine for that one? Yeah. So it was a bit of a novel, <laughs> it was a bit of a novelty responding to a call out and going through a red light. But yeah, so did you no, stay in the station all night or? Nah, we got home about one o'clock that morning. Right. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. I mean, it was good fun, though. Oh, a cover move is always fun, though, because a cover move only really happens when volunteers are requested to go and sit on a career fire station. So for us, it's exciting yeah. because, you know, it's a, it's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, oh, this could be me. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. But no, I only got the one call, and it was a uh, false alarm, so it wasn't really that eventful. But yeah, quite neat, though, sitting on uh, and watching some TV, and we all had a lazy boy each, and yeah, it was yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Sweet. So no, didn't get to the big fire, but we uh, were getting lots of reports and keeping an eye on it from yep. where we were. So yeah, it was, it was massive. It took, it took a few days. Um, they still haven't figured yeah, out. Yeah, it looked big. Still haven't figured out how it started. Because apparently the batteries are taken out of the cars and they're like 15 high and there's like an acre of them or something or two acres worth of cars or something silly like that. And, yeah, um, it's Jeez. just an insane amount of cars. And what they had to do is the fire was literally in the middle of the pile so they had to get machinery in once it was safe to do so to start making way so they could get to the core of the fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if no, maybe someone might have been like... Sick of looking at these cars. Yeah, totally. <laughs> to with a lighter. <laughs> yeah, it could have been us, and you never know, right? But the, I know the investigators yeah, yeah. are still working on it and trying to figure out what happened. But <clears throat> mm. yeah, big fire. If you're interested at all in having a look at it, just Google the uh, the Wollstone fire in Christchurch at a scrapyard, and you'll see all the pictures. And yeah, yeah, looked pretty good on the news. Certainly drew a crowd. Not much else to look at in Christchurch, eh? <laughs> yeah. My my in laws are actually up the port hills, so they had a perfect view of it. Yeah, it was the flames were so high and so bright that it was literally illuminating the area that the fire was, and from where yeah. they were looking, it just they could see the whole of Wollstone from where they were. Sit out on the deck with your cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Watch the fire. <laughs> yeah. But no, so I didn't get to the fire, but sat on the career station, which was uh, fine by us. Because, yeah. you know, imagine if we'd got tipped out to that fire as well. We, we could have been there over a day. And mm. to be honest with you, man, from my experience, when you go to big fires like that, after a couple of hours, the whole novelty kind of gets a bit, mm. you know, gets a bit lost on you, and you start to get a bit yeah, well, sick of it. And you did that big rubbish fire in Thames here, eh, that time? Yeah, that's right. That was a buggy. I yeah, think we were yeah. there for, I think it was, that was about 12 or 14, maybe 15 hours, I think it was, that one. Mm, that was big, yeah. Yeah, after a few hours, you're like, fuck, man, I just want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's put this thing out and go. <laughs> Especially when you're finding all the pink, pink butt plugs on the ground around the fire. That's right. Did I tell you that? Yeah, yeah, that's you told right. me about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Where, where the fire truck, this is great, where the fire truck was parked up because we were at like the refuse, or was it the refuse transfer station? Yeah, the big transfer station. Yeah, where we'd parked the truck and we all got out and set up a, we set up this big staging sheet as well, just a big tarpaulin where we just put all our stuff. And right next to it, as we were sitting down having a drink after the first wave of us went in to shoot some water at the orange stuff, we all sat down and I look over to my left and there's this massive pink butt plug on the floor. <laughs> Big rubbery thing. Uh, <laughs> didn't touch it. <laughs> hey, guys, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't want to go near it. No. 
But, Throw it into the fire. Yeah, <laughs> but I was just like, you know, you don't expect to see something like that. But then again, we are at a refuse transfer station where you could literally find anything on the floor. Yep, um, but that's yeah, right. A big pink butt plug right next to where we were sitting. <laughs> It was certainly the highlight. Yeah. <laughs> I was running the Brigade yeah. Facebook page at the time too. I was going to take a photo of it and say the things you find. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have lost my privileges of updating the page then after that. <laughs> yep. Mind you, could have been. The community might not have appreciated that one. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> people could have just captioned it with, geez, why do people keep throwing their doorstops out? <laughs> 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 just on the weekend or last week I was in a group setting um, I just caught up with a few people um, who are in the emergency services and I had to get up to this meeting which was on the fourth floor of a building in the city of uh, the centre of Christchurch and to go up in the lift anyway there's a few other people um, in the lift as well and I just sort of just glanced over at someone else who was in the lift with me and she looked like she was in her mid 60s and I didn't know who she was or whether she was going to the same floor as me or not which she ended up not going to the same floor as me but when I glanced at her I noticed she must have had an itchy ear at some point in the day because what she'd obviously done is grabbed a pen and given it a scratch but the pen was open (laughs) and like the entire inside of her ear was just there was just like this few curls of ink, you know, like she'd scratched her ear with a pen <laughs> and she'd literally filled it with lines of ink because she'd been going around it to try and scratch the itch. <laughs> she probably forgot to she probably forgot to do the Yeah, she did. <laughs> big click. I don't think she yeah. realised it though, because she was just blatantly in the lift, doing her thing with an ear full of ink. She and, probably got home that night, had a shower, got out a cotton bud, and I just dry my ear out. And, what the <laughs> fuck is this on the end of here? <laughs> yeah, no, it was almost a Kodak moment. But yeah. people don't talk to each other in the lifts, and I was about to get off on my floor anyway, and I just thought, I hope you know that you've done that before. <laughs> you get where you need to go. Probably going to some important meeting. Yeah, but I've done a similar thing, though, where I've scratched my knee a couple of times with a pen without looking. And then you look down at your knee and there's just pen all over you. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm guilty of it too, guilty of it as well. I feel bad for Farting a lift's always a good one. (laughs) If you know you're getting out on the next floor, just let one out in there quietly and then just leave. If you're the only one in there and you know someone else is about to get on, you can fart in the lift and then quickly get out and go. And then they walk in, it's like, yee-hoo. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know when you fart and someone else or you or someone else smells it, that's your poo particles on their tongue. Because <laughs> hey, yep, I think if you, for you. if you lose your sense of taste, you lose your sense of smell. <laughs> so if you can smell a fart, then their poo particles are literally sitting on your tongue. I read, an, I read a thing once that said something like smelling your own farts is supposed to be good for cancer. It's good to stop cancer. I don't know whether it was a fucking joke or whether it was true or not. <laughs> but just in case, hey, you better just sniff them. <laughs> Can I share something with you? That it, Depends on how personal it is. It's not very personal, really. <laughs> it's something that's just like freaky. I was yeah. playing my guitar on the weekend. I was sitting down on my bed. I was just playing Yellow by Coldplay. Yeah. What I'd been doing before playing the guitar was, you know, we were talking earlier about how I'd cleaned the bathrooms and pulled lots of hair out of the drains. But once I'd finished cleaning the bathrooms, I had to wash myself. And then I thought, you know, I haven't played my guitar in a while. So I sat on my bed and played away and, and started playing Yellow by Coldplay. Anyway, I was getting into it, really enjoying this little guitar session. And whilst I was cleaning the bathrooms, I had a Bluetooth speaker and I had Radio Hodaki playing on it from my cell phone, right? And my daughter, Elise, my toddler, she loves music and she will dance when she hears music. So anyway, she was dancing around as I had this music playing when I was cleaning. Anyway, turned it off to start playing guitar. After about a quarter of an hour of playing the guitar, she comes into my room and beckons for me to put my phone back on on the radio through the Bluetooth speaker, which I did. So I'd been playing Coldplay Yellow. Can you guess what song happened to be playing on the radio when she told me to turn it on? Uh, no, I'm not sure what song. <laughs> it was Coldplay Yellow. The very song that I was playing on the yeah. guitar literally was playing on the radio the second she asked me to turn it on. 
I, I'm, I'm not making this up. This is no word of a lie. The exact. Yeah. I, I, I had to. I had to stop. I had to go find my wife and say, "Babe, I've just been playing this song on the guitar, and Elise just told me to turn on the radio, and this is the song that's playing. Like, what is that? What, what kind of fate is that? Or yeah, what? Are the, what's the chances? Eh? Yeah, but I. I, I I just stared at my... The freaky, I reckon the freakiest ones, and I've done this a couple of times, where you're just driving along in your car and you haven't got the radio going and you start singing a song to yourself, la, 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 you know, or whatever, you're just singing it maybe in your head or out loud, and you actually, you know, two, within 30 seconds, you say, oh, I should put the radio on. You turn the radio on and that song that you were just singing yeah. is the freaking song that's playing on the radio. Do you think... Makes you go, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think maybe we can uh, we can pick up radio waves, and we just don't know we can? Maybe, maybe yeah. we just haven't tapped into that part of our brains yet. No, though. maybe the you know what do they say? We only use about ten percent of our brains. Maybe the other ninety percent is just a big radio tuner. <laughs> <laughs> just bang the side yeah. of your head. Oh, radio hierarchy. No, keep going. Oh, more FM. Oh, keep going. <laughs> Trust your ear, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. weird phenomenon. I don't know what's behind it, but it's uh, certainly strange. I like deja vu. Eh? That's always weird. Yeah, like I had like, when I was putting the machine in out at the workshop. I had deja vu, like leading up to it on the day of putting the machine, and then a few days afterwards, I had like real strong deja vu all the time. Eh? And I thought. Wonder if that means you're on the right path and you're, you're supposed to be doing this, or whether you're on the wrong path. Mm. <laughs> it's like you don't know, eh? Yeah, because that's it. Deja vu is such a weird feeling. Like it's not like you've you've done this motion before, like because you do it every morning when you go to work. But it's more like you've lived that moment before. Yeah, you feel like you're repeating that same moment. If you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yep. yeah. You can definitely tell when you've when you've hit some deja vu. Yeah. Maybe we live this life over and over and over again, and when we die, we just start again. Yeah, that's not a silly thought. You know, because there's there is, a, there is a tiny part of me that <clears throat> reckons that surely when you die, your soul leaves your body and it has to go somewhere else. So it just, it's you're born again, you end up as another person or, you know, a, cow. a baby. Maybe you're is. born as a calf, like a <laughs> sacred cow. <laughs> I'd rather not. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather not. Yeah, you never know, eh? It's uh, it's a bit of a deep philosophical sort of thing to get into. It is, and I don't normally sort of get into that kind of stuff, but sometimes you do sit there and think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think about it quite a lot, that sort of thing. Eh? I'm a bit weird like that. but mm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just weird. Yeah, I'm just weird. <laughs> but no, it's, I reckon it is quite a neat thing to think about. I've been watching quite a lot of that stuff, like on YouTube. You know, as you do, as you get into the YouTube Rabbit you know, hole. orb of just going into a big hole. Yeah. Um, I was watching this thing the other day about multiverses. Have you seen any of that stuff? No, I've heard of a multiverse. But it's kind of weird, eh? It's like they reckon that this universe is like only one and then it goes to another one, which is us living another life, but from every choice we make, there's another multiverse, you know, another universe. It's quite weird. All oh, right. So you mean there's yeah, like there, there could be potentially millions of you and me? Un- yeah, unlimited. And there can possibility. It's just another one of these theories. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not silly. Yeah, you never know. Like the theory of evolution. Or, you know. <laughs> well, that's it. Surely we must all evolve the same way. So if there is another, you know, if there is another universe or... Or planets like ours that can actually harbour life, surely, surely the evolution stages would be exactly the same. Like that planet started with dinosaurs, and then they made, you know, they changed and died off. And yeah, yeah. There's got to be there's got to be other humans because we reckon they just look like big, skinny white things with big black eyes. That's what we see aliens as. But maybe that's <laughs> not that's not at all what aliens are. Maybe aliens are just human. I've always thought too, you know, we look at them, we go, and everyone like, oh, I saw an alien. And then they draw this picture and they do the big eyes and they go, that's what it looked like. I wonder if there's aliens that have visited Earth, have gone back to their home planet and they're going, and and drawing little pictures of like these massive headed things with tiny little eyes and (laughs) (laughs) with a head fur on their head. Yeah. And they got got five fingers. (laughs) Yeah. You never know, eh? Mate, do you think, do you think, do you think we've been visited? I know we haven't visited anyone. <laughs> I don't know. 
You never know. I bet your dad would be all over that, wouldn't he? Yeah, oh shit, you don't get him started on it. Your dad's got a foil hat collection, isn't he? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's uh, he's he's actually been good lately. He's calmed down a lot from his oh yeah going on about that stuff all the time. It was always interesting yeah. hearing the stories. Talking about my my old man, there we. Uh, Mum and Dad, a couple of weeks ago, we were supposed to go up and have dinner at their place, but it got cancelled because Mum and Dad both got COVID. So mm-hmm. yeah, been a couple of weeks now. So they invited us up on Saturday night to go up and and uh, have dinner. But while we were there, the old man goes, "Oh, we'll get out the old slides and we'll have a look at some slides, you know, out of the old projector." Oh yeah. So we're like, oh yeah, cool. This will be funny. So we put it up on the wall, put a white sheet up on the wall, and we're putting these images up there. Eh? And I tell you what, it was the funniest thing ever. Like. And there was a picture on there that looked looked like I've got a picture at home here of me holding Blake as a little baby and Chloe as a toddler in the other arm just sitting on the couch. And there's a photo of my dad with me as a baby and my sister as a toddler, and it looked exactly the same. And as soon as Blake saw it, he goes, he looks at them and he goes, God, look at his eyes. It looks like they're staring into your soul. <laughs> just out of the blue. And we all just pissed ourselves laughing, eh? These old men look knackered in the picture. Oh, shit. So, as kids, yeah, my parents had a cine film projector and they had this, it was like an oversized shoebox just full of film. And we used to yeah. do similar things and put, well, I think we just had, we had white walls, so we didn't need to put up a sheet or anything. But yeah, the, the cine film projector itself is long gone now, but I think mum has still got some of those films. And I think these days you can get people that can convert them for you, eh, into digital films. That, that's the, if they're still The one working. they had, did it just have the film in it? Yeah, so like it was literally, yeah, it was literally the, the, the film spools and you, oh, yeah. you know, you'd load them onto the back of the thing and then feed it through the machine and then catch it on another one at the front oh, yeah. yeah so they were actually the, the, my parents had a cine film camera back in the day in the early to mid 80s and just yeah. seeing some of the footage was just incredible um, it was like you know top quality technology back then yeah yeah and it was always nice. Yeah, to the old man, there. he was mad keen on his photography, eh, back then. And that sort of, he said it was actually cheaper to have photos put onto slide than it was to actually have them printed out on a, you know, as a picture. Yeah. So he just got them all put on slides back then. It was right through like um, mainly the 70s and early 80s. Yeah. Because yeah. the slides themselves are the negatives, aren't they? Yeah. They're just a, you have, you have to use a special film. Because yep. <clears throat> uh, it's actually the negative. So the negative takes a, oh, I can't remember how it works, but it's just it takes the image slightly differently. Mm. So, yeah. Now, I, I actually brought Dad a, um, this little digital box, and what you do is you drop the slide into it, and it's plugged into your computer, and oh. it f- must shoot the image onto a screen in this little box, and it comes up on your computer, and then you just click it, and it and it puts it into your photo file oh, sweet. on your computer. So I, he, he reckons he sat there because he's got thousands of them, eh? so he just sat there for freaking days putting heaps of them onto the computer. Oh, that's he he's good. only about halfway through. <laughs> well, that's that's good, though. Eh? I mean, I suppose the, in this day and age, you've got to digitise everything. Cause, yeah. I mean, I can see the negatives or the slides lasting longer, but things like tape, like VCR tapes and, and cinefilm, you know, it's it's not going to last forever. Nah. But no, it was quite funny to see some of the images, you know, like, and, uh, yeah, you actually look at it and you go, geez, my mum and dad were good-looking, young, slim people once. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're fat, old, and bald. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah, that's going to happen to us one day, too. Our yep. kids are yeah, we shouldn't this. laugh. It's going to be me in a few years. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just going back to that, you were saying Blake, uh, or you, you were looking at that photo of you holding Blake and Chloe, and then there was a photo of your dad doing the same with you and your sister. Yeah. It's quite crazy how you can look back at photos like that and think, actually, they all looked exactly the same as we did today. Like, It's amazing how much your dad or your mum looks like you when you were the same yeah. age, right? It's quite funny because I've got a nephew that lives down in Tauranga. You mm. probably, you're Isaac, you've yeah. probably met him before. Yeah. And there was a photo on there of my dad when he was about 19, oh, about right. a 19-year-old, and um, he was out diving with some mates and he was sitting on the boat with just sitting there and he had long hair and a bit of a goatee and stuff, and he looked exactly like my nephew. Even my mum said, Free. Jesus, you look like Isaac. Okay. <laughs> so you can see the Bergeson 
our family trait coming through in all the males. Yeah, like every yeah. every fa- family has that look, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure, man. Yeah, it's quite neat. And that's it. It's always nice because you think that every photo or every slide, it they all have a story behind them, eh? So it's always nice to sort of sit down and reminisce. Yeah, there's some funny ones. There's even like my mum's my mum's twenty first was on there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There was pictures of her twenty first and my <laughs> mum and dad's wedding day, Jeez. and there was a picture on there of my my uncle's wedding day, and I didn't even know, but I was actually there. I was there as a ten month old baby. <laughs> oh well, wouldn't expect you to remember that. <laughs> yeah, in case. But uh, yeah, there's some pretty neat neat old photos on there. We only we only did a few, but Dad goes, "Oh, we'll have a decent go at it one night. You come up, and we'll go through the rest of the stuff." Yeah, I'm like, oh my, I'm actually quite keen, eh? It sounds like an old thing to do, but it's seeing some of those old images is quite neat. Like, because you may not have seen them before, or you may have forgotten they exist. You're like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Question for you before we do the dad joke off, mate. Do you do you go to the supermarket very often? I avoid it like the play. <laughs> I went to the supermarket on, what day was it? Oh, a couple of days ago. I had to get some bits. You know, you always have to do a top-up shop, and I was passing anyway. Yeah. When it comes to checkout etiquette, I want to get your thoughts. Um, this supermarket was pretty busy, and there were only like six checkouts open, but like five of them that were shut. Yeah. And I'd been queuing for about 10 minutes already, and I was getting close to the front, no one else behind me. And there was a guy in front of me who had a chock-a-block trolley, which is fine, but it just took him ages to get on with it and get it through. Anyway, just about halfway through his trolley, this lady joined behind me in the in the same queue, and then literally two minutes, I'd been waiting in the queue ten minutes, This literally two minutes after this lady joined the queue behind me, the next checkout opened, and she went straight through it. Yeah, and I thought, well, where's, is there any etiquette here when it comes to the check? Should she have said to me, you know, because I'm all for the ladies first thing, right? But in this, I was getting pissed off now. I've been in this queue for 10 <laughs> And she didn't even say to me, hey, would you like to go first? And I had less shit than her. And I just, uh, I don't know, what is it? What, what do you reckon when it comes to checkout etiquette? If that new checkout mm. opened, if, if it, would you offer the person in front of you to go first if that checkout opened? Well, it's, it's kind of like, supermarket car park etiquette it's probably on the same par really you know like if you're going into a car park and someone else sees it at the last second they just go Woof, and go in there yeah you know there's a bit of anger there eh? and you sort of think eh, that was mine yeah like like that grocery aisle or that uh, that checkout was mine yeah so i don't know it's a tough one eh? it's like it is a tough one it'd be nice if someone went that's your you know you go down there and i'll wait but yeah well, maybe there is no etiquette. Maybe it's just good fucking manners to say <laughs> to the sir, yeah, to say to the person in front of you who looks like they've been waiting longer. Would you like to take that check out first instead of waiting a fifth of the time I was there and taking it straight away? Maybe we could start a new thing. If any, all the shoppers out there that are listening, you know, next time you're at the supermarket, just make make an effort to make that shopper in front of you feel that little bit better. Yeah. Like, Especially what? when you've been waiting for ages, eh? And you hate going to the supermarket at the best of times. Yeah. It's just like, get yeah. me out of this shithole. Because no, but the thing is, though, uh, it wasn't more the fact that she pushed in front of me. Well, she didn't push in front of me. It was, wasn't more the fact that she just went and joined this queue. It was more the fact that if I was in that position, I would have offered her to go first. That's what oh, I would have done. Come on, really? No, that's what I would have done. <laughs> that's what I would have done, which is, this is why I'm questioning it. Yeah. Am I too soft? <laughs> no, you're just a nice guy, Andy. Yeah, I don't know. Just a nice guy. It's, it's honestly what I would have done. Not everyone's the same, though, are they? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, that's off my chest now. I'm it's like, like <laughs> I've had my rant. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly I can breathe again. <laughs> uh, right, do you fancy a dad joke off? Oh, we could give it a whirl. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. I was actually prepared this week. Oh, were you? Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing is that I've just realised I'm two jokes short, so I'm just quickly trying to find two more. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm prepared this time. You can borrow a couple of mine, look. <laughs> oh, no, I've got... Okay, I'm good. Me or you? 
Uh, I'll go first if you like. All right, do it. See a naked man broke into a church and the police chased him around. They finally caught him by the organ. <laughs> Ouch. I asked the librarian where the books on engine lubricants were. She, she said they were in the non-friction section. <laughs> I, actually, I actually just saw a joke before, but I'll try and remember it. I'll see if I can do it. A guy goes into a, li- a library and asks the librarian where the books on paranoia are, and she goes, they're right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, where do bad rainbows go? <laughs> to prism. It's a light. Uh, sen- it's a light sentence. <laughs> <laughs> what did the green grape say to the purple grape? Dunno. <laughs> breathe, man, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I made a playlist for hiking and it's got music from the Peanuts, the Cranberries and Eminem I call it my trail mix <laughs> <laughs> I had a crazy dream last night that I was swimming in an ocean of orange Turns out it was just a fantasy <laughs> Is this the real life? My, my, da- my daughter has loves that piece of form footage of the guy from Nickelback going, Look at this crap. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this crap. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, why don't escaped convicts make good writers? Because they never finish their sentences. <laughs> My grandpa had the heart of a lion and a lifetime ban from the zoo. <laughs> oh, well, we're talking about animals then. Why aren't eagles allowed to get sick? Because it would be illegal. Uh... <laughs> Actually, I've got a button here on my little... <laughs> anyway. here, here we go, here's one, here's one. Oh, this is a bonus one, okay. Yeah, I've got this one to do, this is my last, last one. <laughs> a grasshopper sits down at a bar and the bartender says, we have a drink named after you. And the grasshopper replies, who names a drink Steve? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll have a Steve, thank you. <laughs> That was an extra one. That was, that was an extra one. I had another one. I was like, waking up this morning with, man, it was an eye-opening experience. <laughs> oh, oh not to be snored at. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Have you done much music lately, mate? You've not been on the guitar or anything like that? Uh, yep. Trying to. Trying to get back into it, eh? Yeah. Sort of... Uh, I figured out on my computer, yoo-hoo, finally, how to record um, proper, you know, sound using a proper the proper system with my mic, but also doing video at the same time, so I can do like little clips of me playing, and then I'll chuck them on YouTube. Oh yeah, I might do, start doing a bit of that. Be oh, a bit yeah. fun. Yeah, that's so, the way. What do you use to do that? Oh, it's just a camera. Oh, it's just some system I found on the computer. Just an, oh, <laughs> I don't yeah. know, but it works really well. So Sweet. it's just like an inbuilt piece of software. Yeah, it must be just an inbuilt software thing that you can use, and it just yeah records, but it uses the the mic, and the sound's actually not too bad. So yeah, I thought that'll do to get started. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Well, you just get out. What kind of songs are you playing, or have you already started doing that, or are you planning to? Uh, I recorded a couple the other day just for fun, but I haven't actually put them online. Um, just a bit of Passenger mm-hmm. and Jack Johnson, and yeah. You know, just the usual stuff that I play. Yeah, I've been yeah. printing out a bit more new stuff, though. Wow, I went through a list the other day, a couple of new songs. I printed out Lemon Tree by Fool's Garden, you know. It's oh, just yep. the yellow lemon tree. Yeah, that the one, yeah. That's quite a cool song to play. And I printed out, you know, uh, the Tal Barkman. Yeah. She's so high. Yeah. That one. High and by me. And uh, Bruce Springsteen, The Streets of Philadelphia. That's quite a cool song to play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just a few new sort of ones I was trying to find just to yeah nice well if you if you ever wanted to uh, collaborate I could send <coughs> you video of me drumming now that I've got some drums and mm-hmm. uh, doing some piano bits if you really wanted to yeah we could do 
we could do like one of those mashups that you know, like the ones where everyone was like the lockdown sessions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could do some of those. Yeah, exactly. All we need is a lockdown. Jacinda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been invited to go and actually do some playing with some guys, so I might go and do that. That's what I think I was telling you the other day. Yeah, you mentioned um, that. There's a guy up the back. I went up to his house the other day and had a look at his garage, and he's got it all lined with sound sorber, and he's got his drums there, and he's got some bass guitar. He made he made he's got these awesome wooden bass guitars, and he made them himself eh, out of just some pieces of rimu and shaped it all up beautifully. And he's done a nice job of them. Mm. He's also got he's got a piano downstairs, a couple of guitars and stuff, and he's got a couple of mates that come around and play. So yeah. I'm going to try and uh, go around and just yeah, just join in and have a bit of bit of a jam session with them. Yeah, because you were saying they don't like singing, so that's sort of up your alley. Yeah, well, those guys don't like to do the sing. They just play and they do a lot of like they do a bit of older stuff, like you know, a bit of Black Sabbath and mm. that sort of thing. So I can get into doing a bit of rhythm guitar for that sort of stuff and and um, singing. So yeah, be a bit of fun. Yeah, it'd be good, man. Are you guys going to go and perform, or is it just going to be for a bit of fun in the garage? Well, at this stage, it's just a bit of fun. Never get together and have a bit of a jam for a few hours and a couple of beers, but it, it could. I mean, if you got, like you and I always talked about, if you got a half a dozen or a dozen songs easily down together, you know, mm. you could probably go and do a little gig somewhere. Yeah, and I had to go fuck that up by moving away, didn't I? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Well, you guys are down in October anyway. I know we keep banging on about it, but it's going to happen. Uh, you guys are not going to get sick this time. We're going to f- actually no. catch up, and because what I want to do, if you remember, is uh, when you're down here, I'd be keen to do some uh, David Bowie Space Oddity. Yeah, it's still here somewhere. I've got it just here. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be good to come down, eh? And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Pretty much, I'm just needing to get away and have a decent bloody break. So. Mm. Not long now, though. I mean, this is week five of the school term already. So yeah, I know. Yeah, um, we're almost in spring. Yeah, yeah. And then it's only like I think it's about four weeks until daylight savings. Yeah, I know. Ooh, I don't settle very well for um, the hour going forward. I actually, for some reason, I live a lot better in this current time zone. Yeah. For some reason, just the hour going forward just fucks everything. You get better sleep at this time of the year, when you, yeah. you know. All of a sudden, you got to get up. Yeah, got to get up earlier, don't you? Yeah, I've always maintained. Why can't we just like next time to move the clocks, or maybe this time we'll go forward an hour? But when we go back again, why can't they just move it back half an hour and then just leave it? <laughs> just do a compromise. Just yeah. go. Eh, let's go in the middle. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. isn't there a there's a state in Australia that's on the half. Oh, is that a state isn't or there one place a... in New Zealand that's decided they're not going to turn the clocks back or forward or something now? Wasn't that Tiano? <laughs> oh, that eh? They reckon, no, no, stuff is not going to do it now. Yeah, t- <laughs> that's, that was Tiano down in Southland. They decided to stick with the um, the old time, eh? Yeah. <laughs> put, put your clocks back. You're entering Tiano. <laughs> <laughs> well, going to Tiano is like going back in time anyway, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I see. It's I haven't been there since about two thousand and eight, I think, or two thousand seven. So in my yeah. mind, in my mind, it's very in the past. Actually, that'd be the last time I was there too. Two thousand and yeah, two thousand and eight would have been the last time I was there. Gee, what are the chances that you and I might have been there at the same time before we actually knew each other? Might have been in the same pub having a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you weren't that fuck. Oh, okay, yeah. I was just thinking I had a fight with someone in that pub. Maybe that was you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they <laughs> had a fight with a guy in a pub down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good pub. In fact, when I was down there in Tiano, uh, we'd been talking about music. Uh, there was like an open mic night at one of these bars, and there were heaps of people getting up, and like uh, nobody, nobody was on the drums. Oh, yeah. I just remember getting up there and playing Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana with this random group of people, and it fucking sounded great. At least I think it did, because <laughs> we've had a, we'd had a few by then, but there were people like yeah. dancing, and I was like, shit, I should play the drums more when I'm hammered. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> it was great. I can't remember the name of the place now, but it was a real, real decent spot. We were down there just, uh, we had some ear points to use up, so we went on and decided we'd go and take a week's holiday when we first, we'd only been back from overseas for a while. 
Mm. Went down there and went down to the Milford Sound and oh, yep. Queenstown and all over the place. It was good fun. I think we've got about 400 air points to use, eh? It was a credit from something. Sweet. Yeah. Fishing trip. Come Fishing up. trip. I did say I that. Said Darren, I'm coming, I said, Darren, I'm coming down for a hunting trip with you. Yeah, we should do that. I've got a few people we can go hunting with because I'm not yep. overly familiar with the area. So we'll, yep. go, we'll go with someone who knows. But um, yeah, I've already sort of got that teed up. Just need to find a date that works. Um, go and do one of those guided hunts down there or something. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. I'll bring my harmonicas. We'll bring the spates. Yeah, sit around the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, mate. <laughs> yeah, light the fire. Sit outside the wooden cabin. Yeah, horses, that horses, bloody good to me. To be horses honest, horses tethered up to the the uh, veranda. <laughs> yeah, yep. What you should, what we should do is when you come up sometime, we, and next time you come up to stay with the kids up this way or something, we should book a couple of nights or even just a night up at White Star Lodge. Oh, we take yeah. the motor, we go motorbike riding. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to stay up there at the bush huts. It's freaking awesome, man. It'd be great for the kids. The kids would love it. Can you hunt up there? No, nah, it's on private land, but it's just like there's glow worms. You've got like eels in the creek and, you know, freshwater crayfish and there's a few bush walks there. And it's just cool. You can have a big – there's a big open fire pit outside. You can have a big fire going and that. And, nice. Oh. Yeah, we'd have to do that when there's no fire ban. Because yeah, I, I think fire is an important part of any camping trip. Yep. Says the firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's definitely a plan, yeah. But like I said, um, I, I mentioned it to my wife that uh, I was keen to sort of start doing the odd weekend fishing. And she yep. was like, well, I've got 430 points to use up by January next year, I think she said. She doesn't actually Are sound. She doesn't sound like that. But. <laughs> Sounded like like Doris or something. Yeah. Hello, Doris. You got to use <laughs> up your four hundred points. No, so yeah, I'll have to maybe pick on that. Be nice, yep. nice for her to get away at some point though, because eh? you know she's a stay-at-home mum at the moment, and she's yep. just been with kids forever. She do a girls' weekend or something, and go away with the girls. Has she got? Has she made any good? Got any good friends down there? Yeah, like, she got some friends down here. Yeah, yeah female friends. Are you? I think they could do like a girls' weekend away. Yeah, they should. Yeah, she's got a. You know, she's met some new people, but she's also got existing friends down here because this is where she's from. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sometimes it's nice for her to get away. Yeah, because I, um, you know, it makes me feel. I don't know what's the word for it. I guess because she does so much for the kids when I'm working. Um, that I feel like I owe it to her to let her get away. Yeah. So it's nice. It's yeah, nice yeah. to nice to see her having some her time. So maybe, yeah, they've got to get away. Got to get out. My yeah. wife doesn't get out enough. <laughs> she gets a bit stressed with work, I think. Well, that's the thing. Eh? Work really mm. engulfs your life sometimes, eh? and you've got to try and find that balance. I've yeah. learned, I've learned that a shitload since I've been down here. Yep, yep. <laughs> You've got to get out and do shit, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Working. Well, we, we're actually we're actually going away this weekend, me and the missus. We did. We had a bit of a win. We um we booked a night for Monica, you know, for Monica and Chris for Monica's fortieth a couple of years ago. We booked a night in Auckland, and and then all COVID hit and all this shit, and we thought, oh, we've lost it, so we wrote it off, not worrying about it. I got an email about oh, couple, must be a couple of weeks ago now, I think, and um they said, oh, this hotel in Auckland said, oh, you've got a night to use up with us. I was like, oh, didn't even think anything of it. So I gave them a ring, and yeah, sure enough, we've got a freaking night to use up. So And it had to be used by the end of October. So I said, ah, oh, we'll just go when we can. So this weekend was free. So, Sweet. Are you just going for the night, or have you paid for an extra night? No, we're just going for the night. Mum's having, my, having the kids, so Perfect. we'll just go up and have a night in Auckland. Haven't been up to Auckland for ages. so That's the way. See, what you should almost do, uh, in my opinion, if I had that one night to get away with my <coughs> wife, I would literally just go to the supermarket and buy heaps and heaps of snacks and crap and would literally just sit in the hotel room <laughs> just watching movies and just eating crap. Yeah. That'd be the ultimate. You wouldn't yeah. have kids hanging off you. I think she wants to go and buy some new sneakers because she wants to get back into doing a bit more sort of walking and running because she's... She's had a bug knee, so her knee's coming right. So, Oh, yeah, because she used to do heaps of running, eh? Yeah, we'll go and do that. That'll keep her happy. Won't necessarily keep me happy. I'll just go and 
find the pub or something. If I'm, if I'm pissed while I'm going shopping, I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Or happy wife, wife happy, happy life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Miserable husband. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drunk husband, happy husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Been out doing a fair bit of dirt bike riding, but I... The one bloody night I decided not to go with all the boys because it was a bit wet and rainy. It was the night they had all kinds of dramas and it was hilarious and I was gutted I didn't go because one of the boys, he freaking drowned his bike up the very, the worst place you could possibly do it, up the back of the Kneesville in this boggy shithole of a place with these <laughs> big holes. He dropped his bike, he lost his bike in there and it would suck a heap of water into the motor and drown the engine. But it was dirty water, like muddy, thick, shitty water, and it destroyed the engine. So the bike was never to go again. So you're gutted, so, you're gutted that you weren't there to see it. Oh, I gutted <laughs> that I didn't get to see it. <laughs> yeah. But um, they, they managed to, they left his bike in the bush and they doubled him out that night. And then the next day, they, a couple of them went back in with bikes and a rope, a big strap, and they managed to get the bike out to where they needed to, and then they hooked a strap onto it, and then they towed the bike all the way out of the Neesville. Wow. So, so I, I think the engine, the engine's salvageable. You just got to strip it down, clean everything, put yeah. new bearings in it, and put it all back together again. I would so, not have slept very well that night knowing that my bike was still out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was no way anyone was getting it out of there. Yeah. Where it was. So, fire out dramas dramas isn't, isn't there a part of you that's kind of glad you weren't there yeah there is <laughs> <laughs> yeah I went for a ride I went for a ride the, the weekend like last weekend I went for a ride with Chris Birch our good yeah. enduro friend mate yep and uh <clears throat> he took a couple of his uh KTM race mates from New Zealand here and we went out and did some pretty extreme riding with him eh? and he just made it look easy he was gone. And me and these other two blokes were like sweating our rings out behind him, trying <laughs> trying to keep up. Couldn't even get up some of the hills he went up. Have I told you the story about how small a world it is? Because um, I do a fitness boot camp every Thursday at a local, yeah. at a local school. And this, this guy walks in, like on the first session, this was a couple of months back now, but the first session I did, this guy walks in with a Chris Birch hoodie on. Oh yeah, um, the say no to slow hoodie. Yeah, the, the say no to slow hoodie. And I was like, oh wow, you know, you can't go anywhere, can you? Yeah, so anyway, I've world. got to know this guy pretty well now. But uh, he actually did a uh, adventure, an, an adventure ride with Chris uh, in the oh. South Island some time ago, and um, and yeah, he just keeps on top of what Chris is up to, etc. Uh, what episode is it? Maybe it was one of our, maybe our second or third episode we had Chris on. Yeah, uh, Tradio talking about life during the pandemic for him because his his type of work is mainly done overseas. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was how hard it was for him. But yeah, I mean, he does lots of courses around New Zealand. I think he's about to go to America again for seven weeks, and he's just come back from Europe where he spent five. He's weeks. Gone, mate. He's already gone. He's back for a week and a half. Oh, he's already gone now. He's gone. He's in the states. Yeah, he he was here. He was he was in in the Europe for. Five four weeks. months four and when he did Romaniac four months and stuff yeah and then he came back to New Zealand for a week and a half he's back to the states for seven weeks and then he's back to New Zealand for a month and he goes to Dubai for two weeks then he's back to New Zealand for a week or something and then he goes back to Australia I think the life the life the life of a professional athlete eh yeah but he's earned it though hasn't he well, he's worked hard for it did he he won Romaniacs uh, yeah, the silver class, yeah, which yeah. is like you got gold, silver, bronze, and atom, I think it's called. There's like four classes, like the real novice guys, then the okay-ish guys, then the silver class is like the real good guys. How and then the good must gold you be is to like be all gold. the expert guys. Yeah. Because Chris wasn't, he wasn't even supposed to be racing it. He was only supposed to be over there chaperoning some people around it just to show them, yeah, help them out around it. But they pulled out, so he thought, oh, I might as well race the silver class and – and actually won it, <laughs> so, so how pretty go- bloody good. Because Chris is good, but how good do you have to be to be a gold racer? Uh, Chris has won gold at it before. Oh, he has. It's, it's and you have to be pretty good. Like um, even to win silver, you have to be a pretty good rider. Yeah. So no good on him. Yeah. He's away again. Oh, well, blatant plugs. Say no to slow. Dot nz. 
That's awesome. Oh, wow. That, that's, that's a lot of travel. Thing is, because I know yeah. that his wife and daughter go with him sometimes, eh? But I, I just, I did that for a while, eh? Where I was away from the kids. I went to my brother's wedding in the UK and I was away from my wife and kids for like two weeks and that was enough. Yeah. Good to get home and see them again, eh? It is, mate. Yeah. But I guess that's been his life ever since he knew Monica. So I guess, uh, you know, they're used to it. And with today's technology and the fact you can Zoom people and, yeah. you know, you can catch up with them. In that respect, it's uh, it's 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 good the way technology is these days. So you can do that, but it's always nice to be near that person and give them a hug when you want to. Oh, yep. yeah, does like I, I miss hugging you, Oren. Oh, you made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Well, I'm gonna go and see what the wife's up to. I think we're gonna go and watch an episode of Outrageous Fortune because we're still chugging through that. <laughs> Yeah, my wife is probably inside right now watching Grey's Anatomy, I would say. Oh, yeah. You still watching The X-Files? No, nah, finished. Did the whole series. You all did gone. it all. All done. <laughs> did 11 was, seasons. Was that on Netflix or where was it? Uh, no, nah, Disney Plus. Disney. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Gee, I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm actually jealous of that because um, I loved The X-Files back in the 90s and keen to watch. Yeah, it'll take you probably about four to five months like it did with me to watch all of them. <laughs> Jeez. Mulder and Scully. Yeah, yeah alright, I'll keep it in mind. That might be my next thing. Because my wife sometimes, she's she's binging Bridgerton at the moment as well, and it does not appeal to me in the slightest. <laughs> so she'll be, yeah. maybe she'll be on her phone watching Bridgerton, and I'll be sitting on the other end of the couch watching the X-Files. Let's see how we go. Yep. Sounds good. <laughs> alrighty, well, this is Tradio. It's been episode 26, and we have episodes every two weeks, and they come out on a Friday. The next one, September the 9th. So come give us a like if you like, facebook.com slash podcast, or if you want to get in touch, tradiochat at gmail.com. Uh, leave you with this thought for the day, mate. Butter is a loaf of milk. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a loaf of congealed milk. Yeah, it's a loaf of milk. I love that. <laughs> I love that one. All right, mate, we'll catch up soon. Eh? Always good to chat. Okay. All right. Yes, yeah. Tradio.